This is a podcast version of our YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe to Oddspeedy on all platforms so you don't miss any content. Now on with the show. Hello, welcome to Odds on La Liga. This is not stopping. After a great Sunday and Barcelona's victory in the final of Copa del Rey, we have a new match day. So let's analyze every game with Álvaro Romeo. As always, and with you, of course, leave a comment below in the comment section and you will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Noivet. And do not forget to click on the like button if you enjoy our videos, subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications. And now let's go on with the show. We had an exciting weekend in La Liga, a lot of games on Sunday, Copa del Rey final on Saturday, but this is not stopping, Álvaro, we have more games in the middle of the week. How are you? Very well, thank you, and I cannot wait for it, and I cannot wait to know what's going to happen with the Super League, what the clubs are going to say, what the discussions are going to be about. This is, or these are exciting times, Edu. Exactly, an earthquake in the European football, but we want to make some money as the Super League clubs. So let's see what we have for this midweek. We have games on Wednesday, starting with Levante, Sevilla and Sevilla, Álvaro. They are still kind of a title contender because they made a very, they got a very good victory in Anoeta, in San Sebastián against Real Sociedad, coming from behind El Nesiri. Scoring again, now three straight victories, last six game, five victories, one defeat, and in my opinion, probably they should beat also Levante. Levante played a terrible game against Villarreal, one five, even if Villarreal are keeping an eye on the Europa League. Álvaro, Levante, carried away, they are safe, so a good pitch, let's say, for Sevilla to get the three points. It's a good chance for them. I think that Levante know that they are safe. They are 11 points off the relegation and they know that they have done enough this season, you know. I mean, uh, I saw Paco's face in the game against Villarreal. Paco, the Levante manager. And uh, he seemed to be very annoyed about some of the, score, the goals that uh, Levante scored. And uh, he was right to be annoyed because, uh, you know, it's normal that uh, after your team uh, has achieved the target, uh, they take the, the foot off the pedal a little bit, but the 5-1 against Villarreal was totally unacceptable, considering that Villarreal had rested only three days. Look, for this game, I'm going for the following. I think that uh, Sevilla uh, are big favorites for this game, so I am going to back them winning, definitely, but at the same time, I'm not going to be too generous with them. For example, if you would have taken an Asian handicap of minus one, for Sevilla in the last six games, you would have won only once and it was against Elche. So this is telling you that Sevilla normally, they are winning by one goal normally, but uh, it's taking them uh, a certain effort to uh, get a heavy, uh, a heavy win against any other team. So for example, the Asian handicap minus 0.75 for Sevilla, I find it very, very appealing. This means that if Sevilla wins, you win. If Sevilla wins by one, you get a half win, and that uh, pays good enough, for example. And uh, I also think that Sevilla to win away is uh, appealing, and I'm going to keep that one for the ACA because that pays 185. Yeah, fair enough. Those odds. Then let's move on to Osasuna Valencia. Here we find kind of good odds for both 
outcomes, Osasuna is favorite. They are uh, on top of Valencia, actually, in the table. And the thing is that Osasuna, they are in a good run. They beat Elche back-to-back -back victories after beating also Villarreal. Whereas Valencia, Álvaro, is a team that struggled a lot on the road. At least they got a point against Betis. But again, it's a team that uh, they don't win uh, away from Mestalla. Yes, that's true. I think that there are two Valencias here, clearly. Um, the one at uh, Mestalla is a very good team. I think that they play free-flowing football. They are capable of inflicting defeats to opponents of pretty much every, every level. Uh, they have done it against Real Madrid. They have done it against uh, bottom half teams. Uh, so I think that Valencia at home will be reliable away from home. Is a totally different story. Osasuna, however, they are in a very good point, a very good stage at the moment. At the moment, they are ten points away from relegation at this stage. Mid-April, this is brilliant for Arrasates men, and they have conceded only one goal in the last five games. So, hats off to Osasuna for the great job they have been doing lately. Um, I think at Valencia, they are, despite uh, having had a difficult season. Right now, they are playing a little bit of uh, more free-flow football, happier football, if I may. They have scored four goals in the last two games. They've got 35 points. So this is not a bad time for Valencia either. Look, in this game, I'm going to go for the following. Both teams are slow starters in the game. Osasuna only wins the first half of their games in the 29% of their matches. Valencia only in the 22% of their games. So a draw in the halftime is something that I really like here. That duplicates your bet, that pays 2.12. And the Asian handicap of minus 0.25 for Osasuna is very good as well. Listen, if Osasuna wins, you win. If Osasuna draws, it's half a lose for you. That pays 2.03. So my bets for this game duplicate your money. But then my favorite here is the draw in the halftime. Yeah, actually, even the draw in full time for me is very appealing in this Osasuna Valencia. Then we have uh, Betis Athletic. Betis is still in uh, European positions. They Drew, as I said, against Valencia. Now, three straight draws for Pellegrini's men and Athletic. Uh, Alvaro, probably they are completely depressed after another defeat in uh, Copa del Rey final, 4 0 against Valencia, against uh, Barcelona. No victories in the last seven games, including the two Copa del Rey finals. So, probably it's going to be a very difficult end of the season for Marcelino's men. Yeah, it's a difficult end of the season. I think the, that all the positive feeling that uh, came with Marcelino is gone after losing two finals, two cup finals. That's impossible. Look, uh, Athletic Club Bilbao in January won the Super Cup under Marcelino. Uh, we got a lot of hype out of it, but uh, then the way we played in the cup finals in April uh, has been so disappointing. Against Real Sociedad, Real Sociedad was much better than Athletic Club Bilbao. And against Barcelona, Athletic didn't even put a fight in there. They didn't even compete. They were very defensive. They didn't have any um, plan to counter-attack. If you play defensively, at, at least you have to know how to counter-attack in that game, you know, and they saw no plan. So it's a bad time for Athletic Club Bilbao. Of course, they are not going to get relegated. I think that uh, we can write that off, not completely, but almost 99%, all right? But uh, it's a bad time for them, and I think that they have to recover. Um, Betis are doing okay. They are still fighting to qualify for the Europa League, but they have gotten three, those, three throws in a row, uh, which tells you that they are not reliable either. They haven't been reliable in the whole season, Betis, to be fair. So I'm going for the following. I think that uh, the head-to-head -head between Athletic and Betis lately tells you that Athletic Club Bilbao is capable of getting the better of Betis normally. They have lost only one 
of their five, uh, their last five La Liga games against Betis. So that's why I'm going for the following: Athletic uh, to be the first team to score, maybe because they are angry about the really bad performance against Barcelona. It's something I will be backing here. Athletic Club about to be the first team to score. That pays 220. And a draw overall in this game is something that I really like as well. 3.28. That's very good money for a very likely scoreline. Yep, I also agree that this could be another draw. And as our friend uh, Radek in the Bundesliga show tells us, uh, betting on draws is always a good option because we can get very good money. Then we have Alaves Villarreal. Alaves out of the relegation zone after a crucial victory against uh, Huesca with that goal scored by Batalla at the end of the game. First victory for Calleja, four points in the last two games. So well done, but now they have a difficult team to beat. Villarreal, as we said, they thrash Levante. They are qualified for the semifinals of the Europa League, but maybe also they need to take some rest. And the odds for Villarreal victory are, in my opinion, a bit low to back them, 2.14. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, that's why I'm going to find the value in some other markets. For example, something caught my eye here, Edu. Uh, an Asian handicap of minus one for Villarreal. Um, it, this is not impossible, obviously. Uh, look at the, the margin uh, they got uh, last weekend in their victory against Levante. Uh, an Asian handicap of minus one for Villarreal that triples up your bet, that pays 3.04. I like this one too, even though I know that Villarreal are not exactly like a, a scoring party, but uh, you know, lately they've been very good in that department and you know how it goes. Gerard Moreno is scoring his goal, he's banging uh, a lot of goals pretty much every game. Uh, Paco Alcácer is doing very well. Subuece, in the game against Levante, managed to score as well, and that was very promising for him because I think that he's a great player. He's playing pretty much every game for Villarreal, but he should have better numbers. And I think that this will come with time because the Nigerian player is very young. So I think that, you know, the Asian handicap minus one for Villarreal is very interesting here. And I do like something that it is, in my opinion, slightly more speculative, which is Villarreal to score in both halves. That pays 350. And we have to remember that Alaves, as you well said, they got four points out of the last six. Yes, that's true. And also, they didn't concede any single goal in the last two games. So, you know, I don't trust Alaves to win this game. I trust Villarreal to win it, of course. And that's why I'm going to back them a little bit, not with full confidence, on the scoring department. So that's why I'm saying the Asian handicap minus one and Villarreal to score in both halves. Villarreal, they are in great form. Last nine games, eight victories and one defeat. So also for you, they will get the three points out of Mendizorroza and Alaves is fighting and they are out of the relegation zone. But these two teams, Elche and Valladolid, both are in the bottom three. So this is a massive game. The winner can be ejected from this uh, bottom three. Elche, they are a little bit better when they play at home because on the road they are terrible and they lost 2-0 with Osasuna after losing also with Huesca, so two teams that they could have uh, got some points. And Valladolid, Alvaro, they rested, so probably is also good for them. But we have to remember that their last game was a defeat at home against Granada. It was a bit painful. We checked the odds, and for sure here, the draw is the most likely result. And I can, I can understand why, Edu, because in the last five meetings between them, Elche won one game, Valladolid won another one, and there were three draws. So I'm going to back the draw for this game as well. I'm backing out of draws uh, this week, actually. Um, 
their last meeting was a draw draw, a, a draw a two all between Elche and Valladolid. So I'm going for that one. The draw pays 3-10 as it stands, and I find it very, very, very appealing. And you are right, I mean, Valladolid rested last weekend. I don't know how much it, that is going to count, probably a little bit, you know, for those players who are having a groin injury or a small minor a knock. Well, obviously, that, uh, that will make them fresher, so I can expect Valladolid being a little bit stronger, more energetic than Elche for this game, but at this stage of the season, I think that that doesn't count that much. Look, this is one of the last chances for Elche to get the home points, which is very important for them. Uh, they are winless in five. Valladolid is winless in four. I do believe that these two teams are very, very, very even. So I'm going to back the draw. And I will also go for another market here, the under two goals. I think whoever wins this game is going to win it for a very, very tiny margin. So the under two goals here is something I really fancy as well. That pays 205. Mm, very difficult to guess, I think, at this stage of the season, who is going to go down, apart from Eibar, that they look uh, lost and hopeless, but the other two spots are going to be uh, difficult, I think, to guess who are going down. And this is a massive game, Elche-Valladolid. The last game we have on Wednesday is Cadiz-Real Madrid. Cadiz, they are basically safe. They got another point against uh, Celta after back-to-back -back victories. Uh, we have to remember against Getafe and Valencia and Álvaro, Real Madrid. They are completely tired. They don't have players available. And we watch against uh, Getafe. Another squad full of youngsters, full of um, players that they are not used to play. And Los Blancos suffer. Courtois was the best player, but now they cannot fail. Otherwise, they will say goodbye to the title. I think so, yeah. Uh, by the way, did you remember Odriozola being that average, Edu? Because uh, in the game against Getafe, he was terrible. He's always terrible with Real Madrid. Terrible. Yeah, but uh, really, I was so surprised because, yeah, I know that he has lost of his confidence. I'm fully aware of that. But, uh, you know, uh, three, four years ago, I really rated him as the second best Spanish right back after Carvajal. I don't know what happened to the boy, really, but uh, his confidence is totally gone and he will probably have to play, right? Uh, play, right? Uh, look, for Real Madrid, the question is how many players is Zidane going to have back, you know, because uh, if Valverde, Mendy, Barán, Hatar, Carvajal can be back, at least one of them, that would be a massive help for Real Madrid. Uh, the other day, Real Madrid against Getafe were playing with the players from the academy like uh, Chust, like uh, Blanco, Isco, who never happens to play, uh, have to play uh, much more than Zidane would have wanted, you know. And uh, this is a real shame for Real Madrid because they know that they've got a really difficult calendar ahead of them. They are playing against Cadiz, then against Betis, then against Chelsea, all that in six days. So I think that the Real Madrid doctors, they have to do their, their best to recover as many players as they can, really, uh, as soon as possible. Otherwise, the team is going to suffer. And I would like to say something. I mean, I am one of those who defend Zidane a lot. And I defended him in December a lot as well, uh, when Real Madrid wasn't doing that well. But Real Madrid could have done with Odegaard uh, at this stage of the season. I really think so. Or maybe Dani Ceballos, you know, not going on loan. Because, you know, in the midfield line, Real Madrid has a lot of problems and uh, many players are missing. And uh, I think that this squad of Real Madrid doesn't have enough midfielders. But all these things say, and Real Madrid has been unlucky with injuries. Yeah, I, I know that. So I'm going for the following. I think that uh, Cadiz, they are in a good moment. They got seven points out of nine. Uh, they are nine points of relegation, something that I would have never expected back in August. And they beat Real Madrid on the 17th of October, so they know how to do it. Mm. 
sorry, how to do this. Uh, I think that uh, here the most uh, interesting odds are the following. A win to nil for Real Madrid though. I think that Real Madrid, if anything, they are going to try uh, to be very solid in this game against Cadiz. Because, uh, you know, if you get at least one point as they, as they did against Getafe, or if you have a clean sheet, you know that at least you are going to get one point. So, uh, a win to nil for Real Madrid is something that appeals me. Uh, that pays 220. And I have to say something. If you really think that Cadiz can repeat the, uh, repeat the success of the 17th of October and get the better of Real Madrid, you should take into consideration the double chance market. I mean, I don't back it, but take it into consideration. A double chance for Cadiz is very tempting as well. That pays 320, 320 for Cadiz. So maybe you want to keep it into consideration. Yeah, this is a very tricky game for Real Madrid. I also think uh, that the double chance is a good option for Cadiz because it's terrible the players that uh, Zidane can count on. They are all injured, let's see, if uh, for sure. Zidane won't risk, I think, a little bit any single player because the eyes are for sure on Chelsea. Then, if Real Madrid drop points, uh, Atletico Madrid will be very happy. We saw a good version of Atletico Madrid finally against Eibar and now they have another easy game against uh, Huesca. After this game, they have three away games against Athletic, Elche and Barcelona. So, I guess, Álvaro, we should count on Atletico. Beating Huesca, I wouldn't say comfortably because Huesca have improved a lot uh, lately, but this is a game that they should win for sure. I'm going to put it this way. This is one of the most important wins of Atletico de Madrid this season, the one they got in the last game against Eibar. It sounds a little bit crazy because Eibar is the bottom of the table, yes. But Atletico de Madrid, let's don't forget, they were missing their best players going forward and yet they managed to score five goals. So this game was very revitalizing for, game, for players like Correa. For example, against Betis, he was unlucky and uh, should have scored at least uh, one of the chances he got. He didn't score and um, he scored the brace against Eibar. So the game will lift the confidence of the Argentinian. Marcos Llorente scored also a couple of goals against Eibar. So, you know, some other players are adding, they are making their contribution now that uh, Atletico de Madrid's best striker is not ready yet. I'm talking about Luis Suarez. So I think that the game was very soothing and had a therapeutic effect for Atletico de Madrid. Now, they are topping the table and they've got three more points than Real Madrid. And they got five more points than Barcelona, but Barcelona has a game in hand. But Atletico, if anything, has strengthened a little bit their position as La Liga leader. So it has been a very good weekend. Uh, when it comes to Huesca, the result against uh, Alaves was very disappointing, especially considering where Huesca were coming from. Uh, they were coming at the back of many, many good results. And uh, yeah, it was a little bit like a downer for them. So for this game, I'm going for the following. A win to nil for Atletico de Madrid is not crazy at all. It's not crazy at all. That doubles up your money. They are playing at home. And I'm going to go for another speculative market here too. The halftime full time. If Atletico wins both halves, that uh, or comes out as a winner in the first half or the second half, that pays 215. Okay, Atletico, huge favorites, of course, to beat Huesca. Then we have Granada, Eibar. And I check the odds now for Granada, 2.63. I think these are great odds, taking in consideration that Eibar, they are the bottom of the table. They look hopeless. We just said 5-0 against Atletico Madrid, but the last six games, five defeats, one draw. And Granada had some time finally to rest after being kicked out of the Europa League. They didn't play in the last weekend in La Liga. So maybe 
Alvaro, I think uh, could be a good option here back in Granada. I think so, yeah. Uh, Granada to win pace 253, and uh, that was one of my picks for this game, for sure. They are in a, in a good moment, uh, Granada. They, they lost in the Europa League, but I think that, understandably, that was never a fiasco. I think that uh, they knew exactly that uh, the quarterfinals of the Europa League was a, a good result anyway for them. So it's been a very positive performance for Granada in Europe. And uh, this weekend, after playing against Manchester United at Old Trafford, a very tiring game, they came back to Spain and they beat Valladolid 1-2, 2-1. So that was fantastic for them. Uh, it's time for Granada to focus on La Liga. They are 12 points off the relegation, meaning that uh, it's highly unlikely that they will be relegated. And it's down to them now to finish the season in a good fashion and try to get as many points as possible. Why not? I think that Granada has a good chance of, uh, you know, maybe getting something in the region of 50 points, which uh, will be something very, very special for them already. They got 39, why not? And when it comes to Eibar, well, it's been very disappointing for Eibar this season. Uh, there are no signs of the pressure up front they were doing under Mendilibar last season. Uh, they don't have the recognizable scorer anymore. Uh, they are leaking defense. Uh, Brian Hill has been uh, inconsistent lately, unfortunately for the boy. Uh, they are pretty much gone. And uh, I think that uh, it's difficult to back Eibar right now until they give us a reason to trust them. So if they beat Granada uh, in the midweek, maybe I will change my mind on what Eibar a little bit. But as it stands, I find it very difficult because they dyna their dynamic is very bad. So as I said before, Granada to win is good enough. And the under two goals market can be something that uh, you, may find, you may find appealing to because uh, Eibar, of course, they are going to keep it tight and Granada sometimes they struggle to score a little bit if Soldado doesn't do it. So the under two goals market 218 is something that I fancy as well. Yeah, um, I agree also like with uh, Granada to win sounds pretty good. The next one is trickier. I think Real Sociedad Celta, the odds for Real Sociedad are low, around 2.0. Um, I don't think there are many reasons right now to back uh, Real Sociedad. They won the Copa del Rey final, of course, but since then two draws and one defeat. They lost against uh, Sevilla and probably against Celta, a team that is also safe. They are not in great form as well, one victory in the last five. But apart from this goalless draw against Cadiz, uh, Celta usually give us uh, goals. So maybe here in Real Sociedad Celta, we should expect uh, many goals. I think so. Uh, that's why I'm going to take the both teams to score that pays 180, and I'm going to keep it for the Aka. I think that uh, on its own, it's not the most appealing note you can find for this game. Real Sociedad to win 192. Well, it's not that great, right? I think that uh, Celta, Celta is better than uh, than you can expect, uh, and the odds doesn't re don't reflect that exactly. But my favorite here, uh, when it comes to the money you are getting for the bet you are doing, in relation to the bet you are doing, is the Asian handicap minus one for Real Sociedad. I think that Delta is a good team, but I do know that when they lose, they lose for a margin. Look, uh, Celta lost 3-1 against Real Madrid, 2-0 against Valencia, 4-0 against Villarreal, 2-0 against Real Madrid, 4-2 against Sevilla in, uh, in November, 4-1 against Real Sociedad, this is very important, back in November as well. So when they lose, they lose heavily. And I think that Real Sociedad is a slightly favorite for this game. I'm going to back them to win. And since they are going to win, probably they'll do it for a margin, which is uh, logical and 
coherent with what Delta does when they lose. When they lose, they lose badly. So Real Sociedad to win with an Asian handicap of minus one, that pays 278, and I love that one. Mm, I think a bit uh, risky, but let's see. Also, we have uh, many surprises usually in the midweek uh, match days. So probably this is also the time and the legs are very tired of the uh, footballers. And the last game we have is Barcelona-Getafe. Barcelona probably with a lot of confidence after getting the first title with uh, Kuman after the defeat in El Clásico. We cannot forget that. And now I think oh, they should have an easy game against Getafe because Getafe, they don't score a single goal. Only one goal scored in the last five. Another draw, in this case against Real Madrid, but a game that probably they should have won it if it was played uh, probably last seasons, last season or two seasons uh, ago. Alvaro is still Getafe in danger, four points away from relegation zone, but I think this should be an easy victory for Barcelona and probably even a win to nil or something like this, taking in consideration that Getafe don't score. Yeah, and the bookmakers practice. Look, a double chance for Getafe gives you 450. This is a lot of money, even if they are playing against Barcelona. But there is a reason why, though. I mean, uh, Getafe haven't won in, the, in their last five games. That's uh, to start with. Uh, very bad for Getafe. But uh, they haven't won at Camp Nou away for a very, very, very long time. So that's why the bookmakers know all this. Uh, and I do believe that Barcelona are favorite for this game, yes. However, the game against Getafe can be dangerous because if Getafe makes this game very physical and Barcelona doesn't control that, or Barcelona allows Getafe to become physical and allows the game to be played under Getafe's conditions, terms and conditions, then I think that Barcelona is going to have a third time problem in there, you know? I know that there are some Barcelona players who are not happy with Getafe, uh, given what happened in the last games uh, against them. In fact, uh, back in the first half of the season, Kuman got very angry at Neom. Probably you remember that, Edu, because Kuman said that Neom has in had insulted him and Neom said that no. Well, there is obviously like a, a little bit of a tension in there between Barcelona and Getafe. And Barcelona needs to avoid that during the game. They need to play nicely, they need to play quickly and make sure that they spread the ball around the pitch enough that Getafe finds it very difficult to chase the ball. Otherwise, Barcelona are going to have trouble. Look, in this game, I'm going to go for the following. I think that the cup victory for Barcelona had a very positive effect. Uh, the celebrations were massive uh, because Barcelona uh, hadn't won a title for almost two years, and you could really tell. Barcelona to score in both halves is something that they back here. That pays 191. It's not a lot of money, but it's all right and Barcelona to win both halves, which is slightly speculative, I have to say. But anyway, I'm going to keep that one because I think that they are in a good run. Barcelona to, to win both halves, that pays 280, and that is a hell of a good money for uh, a $1, one pound, or, or a one euro bet. All right, then, Álvaro, let's see your ACA for these midweek games. Yes, I'm going for the following. Sevilla to win away. A clean sheet for Real Madrid against Cádiz. A win to nil for Atletico against Huesca, and both teams to score in the Real Sociedad Delta game. That pays two. Sorry, that pays twelve forty-five. I say that again. That pays twelve forty-five. 
1245 your aka then alvaro thank you we'll see you also on friday to analyze the following match day in the weekend because we have many primera division games see you looking forward to take care eduardo thank you bye bye now we have all the tips for this match day in the middle of the week and i want to know also your opinion so remember leave a comment below in the comment section and you will have the chance to win a 10 pound free bet with Novibet. and of course do not forget to click on the like button if you enjoy our videos subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications if you prefer you can listen also to all our videos in our podcast and this week we are back because in the weekend we have more games of la liga